Young boy, young boy, we've got a date with destiny coming up on Ricky and Clive, quiz time, semi-finals, big stakes. And I know you're confident. I know you're feeling good because you've been suckling at that teat of New Japan, the quality, the greatest quality pro wrestling in the world. While I've been polluting my mind with garbage, you were born and raised on it. But me, I've been studying, because us Australians, we've got a way against you Americans. We've got a way of, despite being the underdogs, despite being the smaller men, we've got a way of coming up trumps. In the 1980s, you guys won that sailing competition so often, they called it the America's Cup. Well, who were the first people to beat you? Australia 2. That was the company that did it. Australia 2. Year 2000, Sydney Olympics, Gary Hall Jr., the fastest 100-metre freestyle swimmer ever, said he was going to smash the relay team like guitars who chased him down in the final 25 metres. Ian Thorpe, I've been watching that. Paddy Mills, I've been watching him too. He's half the size of half of your men over there, half of your giants. Doesn't stop him. Does not stop him, and I've been studying. Boy, I've been studying hard, young boy. We're going to meet even though you might be the favourite, you might be the more knowledgeable, you might have the more popular podcast, I'll be coming for you. You better be. You better bring that A-game, young boy, because I, I will be there. May the best man win. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Ricky and I'm joined by my good friend Clive. Good evening, how are you, son? <laughs> son? I'm fine, Dad. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, son. <laughs> anyway, before I introduce our two guests tonight, you would have heard... A little message from Lords of Pain's very own Sir Sam, which was directed at our very own beautiful young boy, a.k.a. Josh, um, part of Keeping It Strong Style. Happy 100 We were recording this weekend the second semi-final of the Rick and Clive Quiz Time Invitational. Um, we woke up just the other day to this video, and at first I never realised it was... I never even realised it was Sam because the first, the, the two times I've, 
I think two times I've been on with Sam, he's always had a hat on. So I, I, I straight away didn't recognise him, and then as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh wait, um, out. It was just unbelievable. Um, so yeah, he's excited for the semi-final matchup, um, and there may or may not have been a response from Josh. You may need to wait and hear it later on in the show or whenever we decide to plug it, but I'm looking forward to it now. Very much so, and I'd like to take this opportunity to congratulate the Keeping It Strong Style boys for reaching their 100th episode this week uh, with an interview Rocky with... Romero. Uh, Rocky Romero himself, so if you've not listened, get, get listening to that and share the love. Happy 100, Keeping It 100, as they would say. That's it, J&J Security, doing us proud. <laughs> uh, right, so let's introduce our two guests tonight. First guest, um, returning, good friend of the show, Mr. Carl Irvin. <laughs> I'm joking. Ah, oh, only Carl, come back to me. Uh, Mr. Rance Morris, good evening slash good afternoon, sir. Reintroduce me. Introduce me as the already finalist. He has already um, taken his place after he demolished Mr. Rob Ropes in the first semi-final. He awaits the winner of Sir Sam and Josh as Mr. Rance Morris, a.k.a. Ray Cash. I wait, I wait to fit. Who's, in, who's, who's going for the final? Who were, no, I'm playing. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk no trash yet. I need to see what I'm fighting. But, uh... Yeah, it's cute that the promo videos popped up, and I'm just sitting here on top of the mountain waiting for somebody to show up and kind of challenge your boy. But it's good to see you all. Yes. And our second guest, also returning after, it's not been on for a long time, Mr. Murray Bone. Good evening, Murray. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Right. Good to be back on here, and... Can't wait! Can't wait to see what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> well, it's been quite a few days. It's been quite a few days. Yeah. Um, shall we just start with the Jordan Miles T-shirt situation, followed by everything that went down on Twitter? Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to throw it to Rance first if you want to give your thoughts. Why you got to talk to the black dude? I know, Ricky, that was a... Uh... Come on, bro. <laughs> Representation for the culture, bro. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, you want me to break it down, or you want me to tell you my thoughts on it? How, how do you want to do this? Just whatever your thoughts are. Everything that's happened. Well, I, I'm sure Clive will enjoy this pun, but it's not quite a black and white issue. <laughs> It's, this is one of the more nuanced issues that we've seen involving race in some time because it isn't just as cut and dry as uh, something fucked up happened, boom, it's over. Yes, that is a huge part of it. The man had a shirt that with a logo that if you guys who are listening don't know resembles a very, very horrible portion of America's past. Um, words like Sambo, Minstrel Show, um Pick a ninny, come come to mind, and he was given he was given multiple choices for the shirt. He said he didn't like he didn't like it in black. They told him it'd be in white. He said I maybe if Triple H wants it cool. Triple H never talked to him about it. They just threw the black out anyway, 
and he had a problem with it. All right, if that was the story, cut and dry, right? That's not the whole story. That's not the whole story at all. Now, the layer is talking about how not only did he not only did he know about it, but he approved it the way it was, which I don't know how true that was. Now it's turned into him wilding the fuck out on Twitter. Not only wilding out, but calling WWE racist and calling uh, Jay Lethal one of the worst things you can call a black man besides the N-word and Uncle Tom, which I don't know if you guys even know the connotation of that, but like someone calls black dude uncle Tom and you don't punch him in the face you you a bitch like that's right. that's that's fucked up as it gets um and just wild the fuck out so it's such a it's such a deep deep thing i will say that i don't begrudge anybody who feels that they were wronged to speak up and because he works for a public company in the public sphere and he's a public person and the shirt was sold for consumption. I, I'm completely fine with that, but I do think that all this really ended up hurting him more than helping him because he took it way past the line of understanding. And my biggest fear is, as a black man, and no offense to you, Murray, or to you, Clive, but Rick, you might understand this: when you're a person of color, you sometimes have to work overtime so people don't see you as the stereotype that we're thought of all the time. And right now, Jordan looks like the angry black dude. And now, and so many people aren't going to listen to him because he's coming off as the angry black dude. And that's kind of the worst thing for his point because his points are 100% valid. But had he said something about the shirt, went and talked to a, went and talked to management about it, cleared it up and handled business from there, I think it'd be a completely different situation, but now, man, you would do it ever wrestling WWE again? Did he ruin his career? Like, there's so much conversation involved now, and it's it it, uh, it was a white and black issue that changed, and now it's completely shades of gray. Mm-hmm. So, I know Murray and Clive, obviously. I want to get your thought on it, but I would probably come at the angle in the sense that, to you guys, how he went about it and how do WWE look in this situation by releasing the shirt? So I'll, I'll come to Murray first. To be honest, um, this is something I was wondering if it was going to be mentioned. I should have known. And... Basically, I'm worried about if I say something wrong, but hopefully... Safe space, brother. Safe space. Safe space. Don't feel that way. I I think, based on the whole how he... There's been a lot of of people (sighs) saying this. Right. So, I think the way he complained about it, like sharing it on social media, I think that's probably not the best way to do it, but it really depends on the situation. Maybe like, was this the only way he could have done it? That's a good point. It's a very good point, but I haven't even thought about it yet. Because 
I've been hearing because I'm in multiple Discord chats, and they were talking about it, saying, "Well, he should have went to higher up, higher up." I don't know who that would be, and I don't know. The other one, another person said, "Start a union," but I know that's a no go in WWE. Mm-hmm. So maybe he what? Maybe he kind of was backed into a corner, and this was the only way you. He could have done it, but stuff we just don't know. Really. If you liken it a wee bit to, I am sure that before, I can't remember her name. CM Punk's wife, AJ, AJ Lee. AJ Lee. Before AJ Lee put out the tweet, talking directly to Stephanie McMahon about making women's wrestling better in WWE, I am more than positive and confident that the women backstage were wanting better just wanting better from themselves in the company and it took going public and shaming WWE to get that get those wheels in motion and it basically it looks like it could have been the same here for Jordan Miles so that is a point I hadn't considered before it still doesn't take away from the fact that it is all a mess the, the t-shirt is it's embarrassingly bad and um, the t-shirt guy the, what's that um, what's that Edgar Langford that guy is awful. His t-shirt, his emails... I mean, that just sounds like a fucking KKK name. But anyway, continue. The the emails that were shown of his thing saying, we want you to be more teethy. Oh, come on, you can't, you can't just... His emails came across as horrible. And to even not even remotely think that this could cause an uproar somewhere down the line or to someone to just think, oh, that, I find that just a tad offensive. It's If it's not racist, it's completely ignorant and it's that guy should be dragged over the coals a couple of things I do have issue with in Jordan Miles thing is okay yes he did um, voice his opinions very loudly on Twitter and we've come to the conclusion that it's probably right to do that because it has brought them brought WWE to task um, but bringing other black wrestlers into it as well some of them have got different experiences being a black wrestler and wrestling in general some of them called them out in public. T- Titus O'Neill with the tweets, Booker T on his Hall of Fame podcast. Some of them weren't happy with being labelled as the same outraged, with the same outraged as he has been. So it's as if he's just trying to, like a Scottish term, he's getting some honours in to help him, basically. And that could have been done a bit more professionally. Should he should he have went backstage and said to Triple H, "Listen, this isn't this isn't for me. This is not hap- this is not good." Yes, but should he have went on the terrain that he did? Probably not. The a couple of things as well. He said that Triple H thought he was okay with it. Well, say to him that you're not okay with it then, and not leave it there. I'm not sure that seemed like a bit of a great area, and I can understand Hulk Hogan's name was brought into it as well. Totally get that. The guy, he's a scumbag as far as I'm concerned. But Hulk Hogan was already back with the company by the uh, before Jordan Lyle signed, is that correct? Can't say for certain one way or another, yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah, it, it might be right in River Boat. Right, well, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll take that back then. I rescind that point. It's just, and I understand. Yeah, I, just, was, I just can't confirm it either way, so I won't right. want to hold you to it, so. I can understand he was getting heated, but bringing Jay Lethal into it with no good reason, um, it's just, it's a mess all the way around, but at the end of the day, if this is what it takes to get it into the 
into the zeitgeist, then fair play to him, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> do you mind if I just kind of ramble, I'm not rambling on, but just kind of let me talk for a minute? Um, of course, it's your podcast. I, I, want to, I want to address a couple of different things. I want to address the actual T-shirt itself, um, Jordan's Miles' behaviour, Triple H's role in this, and just the whole racist element and in, in undertone to it all. Um, I think first things first, I felt this stuff about Jay Lethal was like, where did that come from? There might be a story to that, I don't know. And I know Rand's kind of explained, and I know, but I had an idea of how insulting calling a, uh, a woman a male or a female like Uncle Tom, uh, of colour uh, Uncle Tom, uh, Muhammad Ali kept calling it to to Joe Fraser. Um, so I, I said I've heard Rancy's view both like, privately and, and messenger and stuff. So I actually. I reached out to both Jeremy and Rich just to kind of be look. So pardon my ignorance here. So just wanted to get their thoughts. And what exactly what Rance said, Rich goes, well, Uncle Tom is like, if someone says that to you, you know, you don't fuck about. You've just got to be ready to fight that person. Oh, yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy says, it's kind of like someone who is very obedient to white people and kind of betrayed the race. That's the kind of... Uh, well, well, real, quick, real quick, Uncle Uncle Tom comes from a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uncle Tom's Cabin was one of the books that helped end slavery and kind of start the anti-slavery movement. But Uncle Tom was a, essentially the lead house inward for a uh, for a slave owner. And right. if you've seen Django, Calvin, mm-hmm. not Calvin, but um, Stephen, is the prototypical Uncle Tom, is the black dude who basically Says does whatever Sam, the Samuel white Jackson. guy wants to do. Yeah, he's right. a black guy that does whatever the white guy wants to do and essentially has, quote unquote, turn on his race for the, quote unquote, white guy. And, so and that's, that's a, as offensive as it gets. And Jeremy himself says it's, it's a huge insult, especially if it's not true. Um, so... I don't understand why he came after Jay Lethal. Um, that, for me, was very uncalled for. And since then, he's actually deleted those tweets. Um, but he also says, despite the tweet being deleting everything he said, he stands by and believes and stuff. And I was like, so this is where I'd mash with him, is that you must not have believed it that much if you're going to delete it. Mm-hmm. Like, my opinion is, and I've said it, I don't care what it is referencing, if you say something, be a man and stick with that. Don't backtrack. Don't start apologising. Don't start being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Or, like, if you have an opinion on something, just say it and own it. Um, to address the whole, some of these tweets that you see people saying to him, the whole racist thing is like, as, as you guys know, um, that... Obviously, being of Pakistani heritage and being a Muslim, etc. Clive, you know yourself, like some of the stuff that I went through mm-hmm. growing up, and some of the stuff that people would say. So, in that sense, I can I can relate in a sense to people like Rance or Jeremy or Rich. Um, so, 
but the racist element to everything that's happening, I think it's just, it's, I've said it before on this podcast, none of us, not even me, I can't turn around and tell Rance and Jeremy and Rich, etc., how they should react to someone saying something racist to them. No one can. I don't think, and <clears throat> we're not in a position because we will never truly understand what it's like. It's like well, I always, I also have said a couple of times. Well, when when Byron Saxon referenced Kofi saying like people that like us need to work twice as hard to get as half as far, that I can't say for definitive that that stuff is true because that I'm not in that situation. But there's people you talk to and trust that you go, well, do you know what these guys are saying it? So I'm believing you because you're my friend and I know you're telling me the truth. So there's there's a truth to that as well. Uh, that's what bothers me a lot is that people telling him how you should be feeling about this is like you don't get a fucking say in it whatsoever. Oh, the... None whatsoever. Um, and and to touch on other things, it's just like when there's a. I'm, I'm kind of going off topic a little bit in terms of Jordan Miles, but I want, the whole race issue is there's a perception of what a black male or female is supposed to be. You're supposed to be loud. You're supposed to have these dreadlocks. You're supposed to carry guns. You're supposed to deal weed. You're supposed to be in a gang. You're supposed to be a rapper. You're supposed to be this and that. You're supposed to be unemployed. You're supposed to be a deadbeat dad. You're, and it's just, the, like, the perception of what someone of colour should be, like, is just fucking... It's a joke. I mean, and Rance, forgive me, I don't want to bring up your personal business, but you spoke oh, yeah. about them before. You have two girls who you absolutely adore. Yeah. Jeremy is, like, one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet in your life. I one time heard Jeremy use profanity and I couldn't actually believe my ears. <laughs> so I've never actually heard him being angry, let alone swear. I couldn't believe it. Um, Rich as well. You, all these guys work. We all go out and none of them, like, a, a joke that, oh, well, we're all kind of in a gang because we're a part of the social suplex or we're part of the wrestling gang. Like, none of these guys actually live up to the stereotypical black male. And it's just fucking nonsense because it's three of the nicest guys you'll possibly meet. Um, none of them, let's say, is go out and are a menace and do the shit that people claim that people of colour do all the time. Um Shout out to Rich, though. At least he's got one of the stereotypical traits that a part of black male has got. He's, he's a rapper. I like that shit. <laughs> Shout out to Rich. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, it's just, I think it's a fucking joke. But now to move on to, I'll finally touch on Jordan Miles. I think Triple H as well. I think someone in his position can't possibly oversee every decision in the company like that's why you you delegate you have people around you but I feel like that being your brand because when someone thinks of NXT it's Triple H Triple H I feel like even if Jordan Miles was like I'm okay with it I felt like that could have been a moment where Triple H goes you may be okay with it but I'm not okay with this T-shirt being a part of my brand and, and representing us and me, etc. So he could have been like, no, I don't care what you say, I'm not releasing this. So ultimately, no matter what happens in NXT, whether it's um, things like this or something else, like ultimately, bottom line is Triple H is a boss and he's the shit lands on his desk. Um, yep. And then the T-shirt itself, like... 
the, the fact that he was just blatantly lied to saying Triple H is okay with it, he's approved it, and it's like, wow. Just, wow. Um, how anyone can look at that t-shirt and not, like, have the thought processors like, my lord, what kind of message you're sending out here? The statement that WWE put out was awful. I understand they're maybe trying to do damage control, but my lord. Well, here's here's the problem. The problem with the with the statement, and this this is a lot of the times, WWE has tone deaf issues because the statement was true, but it was tone deaf. I know, I know. So that's the problem. And, that's the problem with WWE that they often do things at the wrong time or for the wrong reasons, even though what they're saying is factual. And and when when they say that. All their vessels or whatever have input into their t-shirts or whatever. I think that's true in the sense it's written like in a contract. If you know what I mean, like yeah, I'm okay for whatever to be released, as opposed to sitting people down and having them design the t-shirt. So what they said, as Ryan said, was pro is true, but I think what we perceive that to be isn't quite what it is. So the way it's worded makes it seem like well, okay, yeah, guys like. Roman and Seth and Alistair Black etc all get to sit down and design their own t-shirts and then they come together but it's probably more so it's written in a contract saying we'll release your merch and you're okay with it kind of thing well they do what, what, and Jordan even admitted they send you multiple logos and you pick the one you like but it's not your choice ultimately they just say which ones do you like so Frank. yes and no yeah, and, and the final thing I want to address is just how he handled it. Again, it comes back to I don't think you can tell anyone how you can handle a situation. Um, me, personally, I think I'm not someone who's going to air my personal stuff and grievances online, etc. Um, I'll do that shit behind closed doors, but people handle it differently. And it's to what Clive says, it, it ties back in a sense to what AJ Lee done like maybe you need to go public to get the traction to get enough eyes and to get enough people criticising them to make them change and at the same time some people might be like because Booker says handle your business behind closed doors well you could have handled it behind closed doors and then it might have ne- this might have never been released it might not have been public knowledge and mm-hmm. then well is that is that a good thing that it wasn't yeah the, if, if, if I may jump in here it's because it, if it was just Jordan Miles looking out for Jordan Miles, he would have done that behind closed doors. But I think going and going back to the Jay Lethal thing, which is again fucked up, but it is what it is. Uh, I think Jordan felt like he was standing up for a bigger situ- for a bigger moment, for a bigger cause. Because if you've noticed, he's ending all of his tweets with hashtag for the culture. He's talking mm-hmm. about representation. He's retweeting other black wrestlers and what they're doing. He's telling other people, hey, I want to wrestle this guy. Like, he's really trying to create or share a hugely um, representative platform of the race that he is. And so I'm sure he feels like, and very clearly if you listen to what he's saying or read what he's saying, his 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 history, RH in particular, has shown him and made him almost jaded on the system. And if you're a black dude, you know the system ain't built for you anyway, but you learn to deal with it. But so I'm sure and Murray and Clive had such a, an, a pointed point that he probably had to do that because either nobody would listen or 
what about the other black dudes there that don't have a say? Mm-hmm. What about, you know what I'm saying? What about, what about, and I'm not even talking about like the popular dudes. What about the Nigerian dude at 73, Jordan, whatever his name is? What about him? Who's going to listen to him? He's huge, but he doesn't have a background in wrestling. Nobody knows who he is. Are they going to listen to what he has to say? You know, you got a, you got a guy like Stokely, Malcolm Bivens, who is a huge presence, but he's just a manager. Anybody going to listen to what he has to say? So maybe he had to put them to task like AJ did for the whole roster for them to maybe take a step back and realize, well, what are we really doing here? Mm-hmm. And uh, so much of this is a, such a problem because, and I'm not saying, I'm not advocate, I'm, I'm not about to advocate that black people need to take over. That's stupid. But this is why representation and having di- having diversity in in positions of management and positions of power matters because everybody's views get seen. I truly believe, and I'm not going to ask you guys because I don't want to put anybody in a precarious situation, but I truly believe the majority of the world saw that shirt and did and would have never guessed or thought any issue of it. Well, see, because I saw the shirt for the first time alongside his tweets, it's one of those ones I just saw and immediately recognised it for what it was. So I'm unable to answer that without thinking otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw it, I looked at it, and it, and it was like a couple of seconds later, I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So it wasn't straight away. Like, I looked, and I was like, right, what's going on here? And then it was like, oh, I see and, it. And you guys are Brits. Now think about that. The majority mm. of people here either don't care or didn't see it or saw it but said it didn't see it because they don't want the status quo to be changed and that's why something like this ha- sometimes has to be brought to the forefront uh-huh. I don't I don't know what's worse what you just said there it's all it's, people, yeah, it's all here it's horrible it's all- I don't know like genuinely don't know which one is worse out of those three that you just says that you say is that some people never even saw it or some people saw it and didn't care like, I don't I genuinely don't know which one's worse I told you this I told you guys this in the uh, in the in our in our private text that we text, and I'll say it for Murray because I truly believe it. I cannot begrudge a human being for ignorant for being ignorant, because all ignorance means you you don't have the knowledge. Now there's there's ways to find the knowledge, but you know what? I'll give you a pass for being ignorant. I cannot give you a pass for being willfully ignorant for choosing to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. If you really legitimately just didn't know. Bruh, I, I can't be mad at you. But if you if someone's telling you and you're telling them, no, nah, man, I don't see it. I don't want to see that. That's not true. I cannot give I think, you a pass. Sorry, I think also in terms of being ignorant, I think if you are ignorant to certain things, and, and calling someone ignorant isn't like trying to be negative. You know, you're just not, just not aware. But I think if you then start to make comments on that subject that you are ignorant about, yeah. That, I, I can't, you know, yeah. I can't go yeah. on board with that. You, like, if you're going to know, if you're going to speak on something, and we'll touch on this in a minute as well. I want to bring Murray back in. But if you if you comment on something, you better fucking have the knowledge behind it to know what you're talking about. All the humility to admit when you're wrong. Yes, exactly. But um, Murray, um, so I think we'll, I think we've we've spoke about that. So we'll move on. I want to talk about. It came. I think it came out earlier on today um, with Natalia wrestling um, Lacey Evans in Saudi Arabia, the first ever women's match there. 
Um, just want to get your thoughts on that, Murray. Not the match. You can talk about the match if you want, or and also what what it means or what it doesn't mean, and, and what are your thoughts. Well, it's a, it was definitely a surprise when I saw the announcement that they had that the match was happening. Happening, I think. Like, it is a good thing, like the that this is happening. Happening. I'm just I'm curious on how they're gonna do it. Do it, like how this is all gonna work. And what do we... you mean how they're gonna how the match is gonna lead out or I guess just I think they tried to have a um yeah, match organized that it was I think rejected. Mm. What was that match before? It was no, a match. Had in uh, Abu Dhabi. Who was it? I, th- I think that was Sasha and Alexa. Uh, I think. I'm trying to remember, I think I'm pretty sure. I thought I think I heard it was like Natty, Nat, Natalia, and Alexa, but I'm not 100 sure on that. But yeah, it's just. But what I mean it. It's just I'm just curious on how it's, it's just everything in the whole not just the, how the match is going to work but just how it's all going to work in in general in a way. Murray, if you please continue if you got more, go ahead. No, I, I don't think I have much more really. I'm not. Um. But, uh, so before before Rance, sorry, I'll ask Murray. Um, do you think would you rather have two different women wrestle the match? I think. I think that went. Now, if I was to say, I think Natalia is a, is probably one of the safer choices to go with to have this match. I think she's definitely the right choice. Them. As for Lacey, I guess he's, it's hard to tell, really. I'm not sure what if you can do it. And I don't really have much thought about it on who else you could put in put into the match. I would I would say they're probably the two. You might say they're the two best options you could go with. So if 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 I may. A couple of different points. First and foremost, you know, I've I've thought a lot today since the announcement was made about it being Natty and Lacey in general. Um, And a lot of people are having issues with it because, of course, fans, we want what we want. And Natty and Lacey isn't a match people are checking for. But this this isn't the type of match that who's in it or how good it is should matter, Uh, at least in my opinion. But if if you want to know why it is, the two reasons I think it is is number one, Natty's made the past couple trips mm-hmm. just to do outreach, so the the city and the regime is comfortable with her, and Lacey is a Marine, so that breeds a little respect in the eyes of maybe the the uh, the royal family. Um, but also. This is this is a little controversial, but I think it's fairly factual, at least in, in our country. Uh, there are blue-eyed, blonde-eyed women, which is a safe and comfortable projection to a lot of the world. 
and that 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 may I may be jumping the gun or speaking ill or speaking wrong, and if I am, truly charged to my head, not my heart. I apologize, but it just seems like it's the perfect, it's the it's the perfect confluence of of things for those two to be in the match. That's my first thought. Second thought is a lot of people have kind of came at me for being for this particular marriage, if you will, of Saudi Arabia and WWE. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I rock with all the, the negative and the atrocities and the human rights violations. Look, I'm, I'm, I can't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I stand for that. I don't. It's not even close. But I do know that I believe in change. I have seen change in my life. My family has seen change. My grandmother's mom used to my grand. Well, first of all, was my grand my grandmother's grandparents were slaves. First and foremost. Mm-hmm. Secondly, my grandmother's mom used to work for white people, cleaning her house. So, like, I I I know I I know change. I've seen change, and people want change to be this beautiful, amazing, picturesque, movie esque thing with Jennifer Lawrence and Tom Hardy and 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 fireworks. That's not change, dog. Change is slow and ugly. Right? Yep. And sometimes in in this world, Saudi Arabia is a kingdom. It is there are no elected officials. The same family has run this thing for decades not decades, I'm sorry, hundreds of years. Not longer than that. So they gonna do what they want. So for them by the sheer cause of currency to get a company who's going over there and saying, yeah, we'll take your money. But when we take your money, we're going to make you adhere to our values. Mm-hmm. That's dope to me. That's change. See, I've got a... I'm not sure if it's a cynical look at it, but the the choice of who is involved in a the match, their attire, I'm not, that's not played into my thought process at all but it's just women's match on last time they had Renee Young on commentary or was that yeah. the one before I can't remember she did the last two last two uh, and this time you've got a match wrestling we'll see if it does actually go ahead but it seems to be the case that it will and I actually chuckled when I saw that I'm not sure what the relations are between Saudi Arabia and America diplomatically but the Lacey Evans, who is like basically walks out in military fatigues to suit her buxom body, to me that seems like a middle finger to the Saudis. Oh. Okay. That's a okay. We'll we'll adhere to you by saying right. We'll come over. Our our team won't drink. We won't do this. We won't do that. But we're having Americana right in your face for ten fifteen minutes on Friday Thursday night. Happy Halloween, ladies and gents. <laughs> Oh well, they, um, do you want to talk about Americana? Hulk Hogan and Kurt Angle come out and it's and flags and shit. Don't give a fuck. Uh, what do you think about that, Ricky? Do you see it as a middle finger, or do you think Lacey is actually a safe bet? Um, neither. <laughs> um, do you mind if I just wrap, if I go on and on? Um, Remember, Clive, remember when, when <clears throat> remember when they first made the announcement or they went, just before they went, remember we'd done that, that podcast 
podcast and we spoke over 20-25 minutes um, and, and we brought up different things we brought up like the US, USA situation and stuff that was happening in the UK China etc etc mm-hmm. um, and, and, and what I said earlier on right so you can Iran said ignorance, ignorance is fine as, as long as like it's not you're not just bleating on about stuff and, and not having any factual evidence to back up what you're saying out of the four of us do you mind if I ask have any any of you been to Saudi Arabia ever stepped foot in Saudi Arabia no I've never been I have. I've, I've been out the country bro no I have I've been with my mother before now I've not done the what we would call the Hajj like the, the, the holy pilgrimage but I've been with her before so don't talk about stuff and I'm not saying about you guys I'm just talking in general for a lot of stuff people say don't talk about stuff that you are blatantly ignorant and unaware of right Rome wasn't built in a day I am not saying the stuff they're doing is as progress and uh, like it's pro- it is somewhat of a, it is somewhat of a progress right but it could it could be accelerated. There's resistance to it. Yes, there is. Of course, there is. But I think the resistance comes from people who have ingrained in their mind that the women can't do this and the men are this and this is how we live our life and this is what we do. When you have people thinking like that for centuries upon centuries, you can't knock that mentality out of people overnight. And I hate to say it, but it's going to take for that older generation to die before it truly comes into effect. So, I've been, I've stepped out with my mother who wasn't covered in head to toe and and had every part of her body covered. She wore traditional clothing and the hijab, which is the headscarf. Faces on show, hands were on show. Not a single person batted an eyelid at her. And this was about oh when I was late teens so like you know 12, 12, 13 years ago we're talking here right this is even before I met Clive so don't comment on something you're, you're clearly not knowledgeable about if you want you can come speak to me and I'll educate you on it, right? <laughs> so I want I wanted to say that. And the other thing now about talking about Saudi Arabia and stuff in general, and how everyone makes jokes about saying, "Well, well, well WWE are going to bring change to it." I'm like, we, me and Clive, we are not like what you would call FDS, or we don't defend everything that we see on there. We we, we legit lay out criticism and praise when we see it, right? And what is outside of me and Clive, right? Because we knew each other from our old work. What has brought me and Rance? What has brought the four of us together tonight? Joe Coffee. Wrestling. <laughs> Joe Coffee. Yep. The love of Joe Coffee. <laughs> wrestling, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not wrestling itself. It's entertainment. What brings people from different 
backgrounds, age, gender, sexual orientation, religious beliefs. It can bring everyone together for about two or three hours and you kind of forget about the other stuff that's happening in the world or going around you. Entertainment, whether that's wrestling, football, basketball, NFL, hockey, cinema, um, concerts, entertainment brings people of all different backgrounds together. And this is what it represents. It's not wrestling, it's not WWE, it's it's an outlet for other people to forget about other stuff that's happening in life and all to come together and enjoy something. And it just so happens to be wrestling. It could be anything other than wrestling. Right? So, get that out of the way. In terms of the women being allowed to wrestle, it is a big deal. It really is. Um, and, and, and what, to me, and people can say I'm just, I'm naive, I'm a half-full kind of guy. It's progress. That's what it is. Maybe the progress isn't going as fast as some people like, but as I say, when you have a country that has thought this way for centuries upon centuries, shit isn't going to change overnight. And see, if it changed overnight, then you'd be like, well, did you actually ever really truly believe that kind of stuff in the first place? Um, or were you just going along for the ride because that's what you were told? But in terms of Natalia versus... I, I don't mind Natalia being in a match. I know a lot of people don't like her. I'm, I'm a fan of Natalia. Lacey Evans... Like, yeah, I mean, you could go with someone else. If you truly wanted to, you could have gone like Charlotte versus, I don't know, Becky Lynch or something. Who knows? But Natalia being there previously and now coming again and getting to wrestle, that's a nice little touch. Um, I, I kind of hope that they just let them go out and just fucking put on an absolute clinic if it's possible. Um, you you know who's wrestling, right? Lacey and Natty. Don't mm-hmm. think the words clinic are going to be involved with those two. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd like them just to go out and do some shit and like, like take some like hard bumps or just do something a little bit crazy just to sound, make people be like, oh, well, they're not just these blonde bimbo Barbie types that we can pull our dicks out to. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's what I hope they don't do. Um, but yeah, so... Like I said, I know it's not going to be a clinic, but just give us, like, just give them a little something. Um, and the other thing, I like, see if they come out covered from having a like, bodies and etc. covered. It's a fucking culture thing. You don't go to another person's country and demand that they do what you want. No, 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 it's a culture. You go to someone else's house and you do what they say. It just means there won't be any hurricanes, though. Or sharpshooters. <laughs> Could be. You know, you know, the guys might like that. Um, <laughs> but since we're since we're talking crown, since since we're talking crown jewel, um, is there anything about the card that you 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 like, Murray? Anything at all? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not. I've, I've never watched any of the Saudi events. Not a single one. One. Apart from maybe the odd, a couple of gifts. That's really it. And I don't really intend on watching this either. To be honest. Yeah, I, I've not watched them either. Like, but surely you want to see Cesaro do the job to Mansoor, who's been on WWTV once since the last Saudi Arabian show. <laughs> getting that, is getting that heat, brother. <laughs> oh, that match gives me the fucking bulk 
that five on five match. Ah, uh, that's uh, you know, that's bad. See, the thing is, see what I was going to say about the whole t-shirt gate. Obviously, it's never good timing. But how bad is the timing when you've got this racism row going on right before you have a confirmed racist captaining a team facing off against a suspected racist? Fuck's sake. Oh, oh dear. So am I the only one who's, like, interested? Is it no. I'm on the island again? I am. Um, I, I watched the... First event because I had that fifty man battle royal thing because I just yeah. Clive knows I'm a fucking sucker for battle royals or royal rumbles. Uh, and the same with Murray, other than like little gifts and stuff. I went back and watched Taker Goldberg because it's like it was a car crash and I wanted to see that car crash. Was... But only after. Um, yeah, but you don't like seeing car crashes with decapitations now, do you? <laughs> 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 oh man oh man but anyway fuck let's move on quickly um, oh I didn't even realise what I said there <laughs> <laughs> oh this is going I was thinking glowingly. I, I meant you're because funny, you're funny don't try to be see I meant because um, Goldberg nearly destroyed Undertaker's neck that's what I meant Nah, bro, own that shit. Own that shit, Clive. Own it. Oh, no. Apologies to probably... Crown Prince is going to come see you soon. Uh (laughs) Hey, man, just just don't do any hashtag journalism if you go over there. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why Meltzer doesn't like the Saudi Arabia (laughs) show. If I can't say real quick, <clears throat> the five on five would be five, would be excellent if it wasn't involved with Hogan exactly. and Flair. <laughs> I truly believe that because they've really done a good job building it, in my opinion. But I'm also <clears throat> the guy that likes everything they do, so maybe maybe my, I should say anything. I'm I'm not. It's not interest. It's intrigue, which I suppose is the same thing, I guess. And how they end the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. Not so much interest or intrigue, it's more like, what the fuck are they going to do to Bray now? Kind of thing. Uh, and also, I'm the guy that told Murray, if they fuck Bray up, I'm done with the main roster. I told Murray that over uh, messages. Um, I'm, I love Tyson Fury. Oh, I, really, I, I get that's not going to be a good match, but I'm here to watch Tyson or, Fury. Or is it? Nobody thought Floyd and Big Show would be good. That's one of my favorite matches in WrestleMania history. I, th- I think how it ends is he's knocking Strowman out. Um, and I know Rob said, I think it was Rob that said something along the lines like, how are you going to have another boxer, MMA guy come in and crush one of your active big, big wrestlers or whatever? Because it's Tyson Fury. He's a legitimate heavyweight champ of the world. That's why. Yeah. He's 6'8", 265 pounds. Like, like if he was small, it would be a big difference. Yeah. So, like I said, I like Tyson Fury. So, for that reason alone, I'm I'm interested to see Tyson Fury. I'm always interested to see what he does. And the one, in the, in the small dose of soft Cain Velasquez, 
I really want to see him wrestle. But my issue is, it's against Brock, and it's going to be like an MMA type fight. And I'm not wanting to watch that. So this may not be the match. I should be excited to see Kane Velasquez. It might be stuff further down the road because I think they really are going to hammer home the MMA aspect of this thing. And I'm not too intrigued about that. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Kane Velasquez. But I'm really more than anything as a Tyson Fury thing. I, love, I, I absolutely love Tyson Fury. Murray, are you a boxing or MMA fan? Boxing, not really. And as for MMA, I watch some of the big events, but not really. No. Big fucking fight this weekend, though. I know who Tyson Fury is. I know who Kane Velasquez is. Velasquez is, but they don't bring me. Fury, not as much. Velasquez, I know he's had a couple of matches in. Triple A, so I have sort of seen what he can do, but I, like Ricky said, I don't think he's gonna be doing what he did in Triple A in WWE, and especially not against Lesnar. Well, definitely not in this match. Not in this match, but Murray, you know how you got legends that pass the torch when it comes to their finishers, and. You, wait, you telling me Kane's got to do a 619? Yes, bro? yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and his entrance. I will lose. I will shit. I will lose my mind. I mean, Walter's done one. What, why not, Kane? Exactly. But, 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 but Walter is Dominic's dad. <laughs> See, there's a tie-in. When Ray finally, fingers crossed, actually retires soon and stops his... Um, Whoa, me routine that's going just now. Sorry, sorry, Ray Cash. Uh, maybe he'll gift him the six one nine, the the jumping out of the the stage in the entrance. <laughs> maybe he'll let him. Maybe he'll let. Maybe he'll let him. He has a little moment going on with his hair like that as well, especially when he looks to the side. Murray does. A little bit. Murray, Mister. Are you a? Um... Are you the English Mysterio? Murray Mysterio. <laughs> See, it's just very own. Maybe Kane Velasquez would be allowed to actually adopt Dominic as a, a fuck you to Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> they already, they already said Eddie in hell, bro. They can't go no oh. more at Eddie no more, bro. Like they can't do no more. Oh dear. Who's that jumping out the sky? C A I N. V E L A S Q U E Z. I agree with Murray though. His stuff, a couple of stuff they saw in Triple Eight was good, but and, and the thing is, Nakamura's best match in, a w, in WWE is is what still the Sami Zayn match. Arguably, yeah. Uh huh. Probably. And, and and why is that? Because he hadn't fully adopted the quote unquote the WWE style, so he still had a bit of a New Japan in him, etc. And if you ever want to if you ever wanting to to see not a WWE version of Kane Velasquez, because end of the day he's not been wrestling very long. But if you really want to see him doing these different things, Brock Lesnar isn't the ideal first match for him. It is just going to be a lot of holds and, and takedowns and just sort of ground and pound like it's not it's not even going to be the act like legit MMA it's going to be that terrible fake MMA way yep. well, well, although, well I think they might let them work a little stiff though I'm about to ask what if they really out there throwing bowls 
Like legitimately, what if they say, you know what, guys, have at it? I think I think they will be like, look, just don't hold back. Like obviously, don't try to legit knock one another, well, each other out, but you know, make it look a little rough and tumble. And sometimes, sometimes when you get two of the bigger guys in that situation, it, it doesn't always gel in the sense that like. Because as Brock can legit doesn't need to take much effort to throw some of the younger, the smaller guys around. And this, it, it, it almost, it could, I think it will either go, they go all out, or it's going to look a little too softy, softy, nicey, nicer, because they don't want to, like, truly put full blows into it, or they can't kind of thing. But I think they will tell them, like, go have at it. And, and what does Brock have to do? Brock ain't booked at a Royal Rumble. What are you going to do? And like he's gonna be there every week. He's not booked at the Royal Rumble. Oh well, there you go. We know he's booked at WrestleMania. We know that much. Is he gonna be booked to Survivor Series though? Uh, are they still gonna do that? Then it has to be. It has to be surely. Yeah, if they're going to be doing World Champ versus Universal Champ. So the the thought so of you, the thought of Lesnar Rollins again does not intrigue me. Oh no! <laughs> no, no. no Lesnar Fiend is another no. Oh, that I'm intrigued in that. I'm here with Lesnar Fiend because we never got that Bray Lesnar match that was supposed to be at 32. But that won't happen because Fiend's now on SmackDown. So is, so is Lesnar. Oh, and that's why we won't get right, versus yeah. It would help if I paid attention now and again. Yeah, well, really would. Good point. <laughs> Don't agree, Ranch, come on. Oh, my bad. My bad. See, my bad. No, you're wrong. You used to are just out here making journalist jokes and beheadings while me and Murray are trying to take their shit serious. Again, again, the decapitation thing was meant purely from the botched superplex thing. When I say Ric Flair should dress up as a journalist last week, I meant that. The thoughts of Clive, the thoughts of Clive are not are not echoed by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. When it comes to Ric Flair, it is fuck Ric Flair. <laughs> uh, see, talking about the MMA style, I have seen literally one snippet of Tyson Fury on WWE, and it was during the brawl segment a few weeks back, and Tyson Fury was trying to steal the the Shane McMahon ghosting award because he was the punches were he was basically punching himself they were that far back so but when, that's the that's the issue with Fury if he really lays one in Brock Braun Strowman's exactly. a dead man exactly and, and, and that's what he needs to he needs to have found that perfect spot like because like you said if he if he falls in too much you know he's putting someone fuck he's putting someone on their ass Simple as that. If if he is Braun, Braun's a big dude, and Braun's a tough, country-fed big dude. Braun gonna fall. Oh, I mean Brock, Brock fucking put him down. Remember, uh, this is now like I've said, the Royal Rumble. legit the number, yeah, the number one heavyweight in the world. What kind of shit do you think he can do if he throws proper hands? By the way, speaking of face. Diaz versus um, Jorge Masvidal this weekend. Oh yes, let's go. The the Rock's going to be there, uh, giving it uh, the belt, the title. 
Let's go. They Nate, 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 Nate Diaz is such a badass. They created his own division for him. That's a and division. His, and his own title. Fucking that's yes. so dope. That's so dope. Cannot fucking wait. That's that's the most compelling match of the month, right? If you're talking truthfully, Diaz versus no, there's also there's also Canelo Kovalev on Saturday. Oh, was that Saturday too? Yep, yep. Sergey's going to sleep. If I can go back to the Strowman Fury thing, I've always wondered for wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with that, Murray. <laughs> no, and I know it was just I always thought that why did they have to go Strowman? Why couldn't they go with Corbin, who's they built up as a Golden Gloves winner? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think because. Braun still looks like a big guy. as oh, a big guy. I know he's not. He's never really properly booked as like literally running through the entire division kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the Corbin one, I think, because you definitely could have fed into the boxing angle of that as well. Well, I, I can I can give you maybe not the reason, but definitely a big reason. They have done genuine, real mainstream press. Fury's done all the ESPN shows. Fury's been on Good Morning Britain. I think that's the show, right? That's what it's called? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's never a good morning in Britain. You have heard of Brexit, haven't you? Remember when I spoke about uh, in Saudi Arabia, you need all that older generation to die before they can properly progress? We need all the fucking old bastards over here to die so Brexit can die. The thoughts of Ricky and Clive on the Ricky and Clive's uh, wrestling show are not echoed by the Social Plus Podcast Network. Listen if you dare. But, no, the reason being because Braun's getting the rub. Because every time they talk about it, he's got to talk about Braun Strowman. And Braun being a baby face they still want to invest in, maybe not championship-wise, but he's definitely at that big show level that no matter what he does, he's going to be in some form or fashion featured. This puts Braun out in a bigger moment. Whereas with Corbin, Corbin's being featured too, just in a different way as a heel. And and that's uh, going to pain me to say this, Murray. They don't want to do that to Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't want him taking that L. They really don't. They would probably put Corbin over. <laughs> Add to his accolades. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, there is only one thing to tune into properly tomorrow, and that will be this is a natural segue, but also a cheap plug. We, Ricky and I, will be on the Imp Imp's LOP Radio Adventure tomorrow. I'm not sure exactly when it will be aired, but we will be recording tomorrow evening our time, and it will be available on all your podcatchers of choice and on LOP Radio itself. So that's what you should be tuning into. We're, we're so excited. Yep, yep, you there? I need to cut. We will be recording with Imp, where we will be doing live you're, you're, uh, that's what it's going to be? That's what it's going to be. Imp doesn't know yet. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> That's what I was asking. I don't. Unless I talk to him, that's not what we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so quickly before we finish up, has anyone saw Devlin Jordan? Uh, Devlin Jordan Star, um, David Star, and Jordan Devlin as yet? Not yet. I've been given a link by the good friends at Five Nerds Go to check it out. I haven't got round to it yet, but I am aching from my loins to my lips to see it that, <laughs> that sounded worse than it sounded in my head you are on one today Clive you are just, you are killing it pun intended oh um Murray have you saw it yet uh no I'm I'm in the same boat it's quite quite a bit I haven't right. well, seen it hit me up hit me up when you have watched it yeah uh right so I want to so I, I'm going to ask you three now. So I'm going to just move the question can up. Ricky, Ricky, sorry, I heard none of that there. You broke up big time. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm going to give you a few quick fire questions, and then we can so we can wrap up and go on to the quiz. So you can go about editing and getting this out. Okay. Right, so... First, right, number one, so this is mainly for Murray and Clive. Now, this might actually go drag on a little bit, so hopefully you can keep your answers sweet and short. Are WWE killing the British Indies scene over here? Murray, yeah, one of these can jump in. Murray, you've been to, you go to a lot of Scottish independent wrestling shows, so why don't you chime in? Because I'm quite content with how it is at the moment. I mean, it, I, yeah, I get. I'm gonna just say yes, they are. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I I know where Murray's coming from. Right. Because I think what it means is that, yes, guys are appearing in ICW, etc., but these are companies that are kind of affiliated with WWE. Um, but my, I can't remember the the, the, pro, the promotion that they pulled the wrestlers from and the guy tweeted out about it and William Regan went back to him. I can't remember the name of that company now. Um, that, my that only thing guy, is, I think. yes, yep. If, my only thing is, so if I go out and I buy an R8 or a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something like su- the supercar of all supercars, do you think I'm going to let my neighbour drive around in my fucking car? It's not even that. As far as I'm aware, what happened was because Southside were going to be bought over by uh, RevPro, who had the controversial incident with the referee, Triple, um, Triple H or whoever it was was thinking about, right, I don't want us associating with them just now, or even from a safety side of things. Maybe. I, I Sorry, I, Brian, you go. I think it's less a referee incident, more the fact that RevPro are associated with New Japan. Aye, Japan. that too, yeah. And I think, I think the thing is, like, it's easy for someone like, and I'm a fan of AEW, it's easy for them to come in and say, oh, we'll give you the wrestlers because it makes them look good. But we never really had much of an outrage when they said Moxley wasn't allowed to appear on a Dallas show. They pulled a couple of wrestlers off from a show they were supposed to be appearing on soon as well. And it's like, let's just 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll criticise both companies for the same things, like, well, let me do that kind of thing, but I don't think they are as such WWE. I think they are certainly trying to to claim the majority of the market, um, but in terms of actually killing the indies, no, because OTT are still going strong, ICW are still going strong, RevPro are still going strong, there's multiple other smaller promotions and shows that are going on, so I, I understand where money's come from and I agree to an extent, but at the same time I don't. So I'm kind of somewhat in the middle. I can see both sides. But this pressing over here is just fine. And it comes back to it. If you're not knowledge about it, you don't know about it, don't comment on it. Yep. Uh, we'll move on now. We'll try and bring Rance in this. Thoughts on AEW thus far? Just, I don't want to touch on um, some of the, sh- like, 60 minutes. Nobody wants to watch Cody versus Jericho for 60 minutes. <laughs> no one wants that. No Rage Witter. Rage Witter. Um, no one. Uh, and even, like, you'll get, I've come across people who are diehard AEW guys and etc. and they don't even want to watch that shit. The judges thing is just, I've got no interest in that. It's not because it's AEW. If WWE done that shit, anyone done that shit, I'd be like, oh, this is, I don't like that at all. Um, but yeah, just thoughts on what you've actually watched these first few weeks, these first four weeks. Murray, I'll let you lead. From what I've, from all the episodes I've watched, I have, without a doubt, enjoyed AEW. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a breath of fresh air, pretty much. Something, dif- something different. Because I don't watch WWE as often as I used to. I mainly just watch New Japan. So having something like AEW is just a better match. Yeah. Every my issues with AEW have nothing to do with their product in ring. The matches are great. The storylines are for the most part really good. There are some things that take me out, but the, I am not the target demographic for their for their show. So I can't complain about something that's not catered to my enjoyment of professional wrestling. But by and large, they're killing it. By and large, they are killing it. If they could just get the stuff that's working in ring to translate backstage, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. But in ring, shows are great. Clive? Uh, I've not seen anything since Double or Nothing, I'm afraid. Okay, um, my thoughts (laughs) would be... In ring, I think it's everything from production to hearing Jim Ross again to hearing um, to seeing some of the matches and some of the decisions that they've made have kind of surprised me as well because I think we all just thought, well, Young Bucks are winning the tag titles, well, they were out first round. Um, even not even even going back a bit where they put the title on Jericho, like it made sense. I know people say he's a former WWE guy, but he's the biggest star in that company, like, and it's not even close. So. Why wouldn't you put it on him? Um, and, he's, and he's done well holding the belt. Yep. He's done well worth it. Um, my thing is, and I said it last week, my thread was just, and I'm going to sound like such an old man. I'm going to sound, I'm going to sound like Jim Cornette. There's just a few oh, too don't. many flips for my liking. It's the only thing, there's just a few too many flips for my liking. Um, and I noticed it especially with um, the Bucks and Private Party, there was just a little too much I better wait around until they get into position. But like I feel like I'm probably nitpicking at things now and I shouldn't. 
Um, overall, it's been really good. And I think I said it last week, or it was a week before on the show, what I want from just any general programme that I watch is I want you to end the programme with me wanting to come back the following week for more. And all four weeks has done that. It might come to a point where I'm like, no, I have no interest in what I see right now. Interest at an all-time high. And like I said, every single week they're like, well, oh, I'm definitely coming back now next week to watch this happening. Um, and some of the matches that are going to be taking place soon are just going to be fucking fire. Um, next one, thoughts on NXT in the last few weeks as well, while it's been going up against AEW. We'll start off with Clive. Fucking brilliant, <laughs> basically. Uh, I think this two-hour format has worked wonders for them. There is a real sense of urgency about the product at the moment. With the tapings, it was sort of just great stuff, great matches, great promos, but it was a nice leisurely pace. This has went up at the rate of knots, and you've got the commentary team, Mauro Ronaldo, who gets criticised for being over the top. I think his commentary matches the presentation of the wrestling. It's just in-your-face Balls to the wall, a thousand miles an hour, and because you, you still not, you don't need to rely on the big guns every single week. You had um, Rhea, Rhea Ripley's squash of Aaliyah a couple of weeks ago, and that presentation was just brutal. Such a mm-hmm. brutal, in a good way, presentation of Rhea Ripley. There's so many, so many of the mid carders and lower mid carders that are benefiting from this. But it's just overall. Uh, Great presentation, balls to the wall, and you've got the swerves happening within Balor. There's callbacks to backstories and shit. I fucking loved Champa coming back. Like I, I, I was aroused when Champa came back. That's how much I loved that. Um, but very happy NXT fan just now. Uh, Rans, best wrestling on TV has been, in my opinion, for five six years. I've I have been. An NXT supporter, an NXT addict, an NXT fan since they revamped uh, FCW turn to NXT. I've not. I was watching back when Richie Steamboat was facing uh, Cassius Ono when he was skinny. Like I go back that far. Like I go back as far when Tyler Breeze's wife Oz Marie was still wrestling. I go back as far as when Sasha Banks. Was 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 Summer Rae's uh, protege? Like I rocks with NXT, and it's only gotten better. It's it gives me everything I want as a fan. Um, the the, the storylines are great and, and and sensical. The wrestling is top notch. It's it's if NXT. Murray was saying about AEW how it's a breath of fresh air, and I I totally agree. But AEW looks like a WWE produced show, large largely if you just look at it from a TV. NXT, the only thing that looks more different than NXT is NWA. And that's because NWA has literally no presentation because it's old, old school. Yeah. Love it. I love everything about NXT. I love everything about it. They have not made a misstep yet. I love it. Money? For NXT, I haven't been fully watching as much as I used to. I've been mainly just looking at the big bits of each show, but I did watch fully watch yesterday's no not yesterday last week's NXT and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. The Finn Balor's turn I 
I didn't. Oh, I knew it happened. Even knowing it was coming, I didn't expect it. Expect it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've been. I, I, I always enjoy NXT, and I probably still will, no matter what. I think for me, yeah, it's just been unbelievable. But I think the last fifteen minutes of NXT last week was probably the best TV in the last four weeks, without a doubt. Um, I don't think anybody saw that ending coming. It was just unbelievable. So I'll hit you with the last question. The best match on TV in the last four weeks has been... Oh, I'll start off with Murray and I'll sneak back. Oh, God. Um... I've got me. <laughs> I, I can't remember what happened I yesterday. Clive. I know Clive's answer. Clive, you can go first while Murray has yeah. to think, because I know your answer. Dijak versus Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong. <laughs> yeah. Like, every, every day, that's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, every day of the week, that one. Strong did not look out of place one bit among those giants. So fucking good. I'd probably go with that, or Keith Lee and Dijakovic one-on-one. Um, I always, always also Private Party versus Young Bucks was really good. Uh, so was Private Party and Lucha Bros as well last week. Really, really good. I also shout out to AEW for actually having a storyline going into this tag team final. Like that, right. like that. How that's beautifully done. Refreshing. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so those are mine. Um, Murray, have you thought of one? Uh, I'd say give me another minute, I'll eventually remember. <laughs> okay, can I throw a couple out? Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, I would definitely echo the fact that Roddy Keith Lee and Dijakovic was stupid ridiculous. I'd also like to throw out Matt Riddle versus. Uh, Yes. Versus, um, oh, yes. What's yes. my man's name? Versus uh, Adam yeah. Cole. Fire. Oh, fuck. I, the, Cameron Grimes won as so, well. Right, right, uh, Cameron Grimes won Matt Riddle. Yes. Yes. Matt Riddle's this month has been excellent because him and Killian Dane was great both times. Um, so I, I would throw that I would throw that in there. And just because I want to be a little diverse and be different, shout out to the fatal, Women's Fatal 4-Way for the, uh, for the number one contendership. Candice, uh, what was it? Candice, EO... Uh, Mia and Bianca. That was that was that was fire too. That was the first match on NXT on yeah. uh, USA. That was fire too. Candice versus Shayna was also fantastic. Well, speaking of Candice, Candice versus Io is tonight. Fire! <laughs> Asuka's back tonight. Oh Christ! Yes, Asuka and Kyrie saying versus Tegan Knox and her lackey. And actually, I think just, I just recently announced was a uh, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee versus. Yes, Yes. Speaking of that, Clive, you know what this is leading to, right? What yes. Is? Lee and Dijakovic as a team. You know what's coming. It's got Seamus and Cesaro all over it. See, the moment yes. they came face-to-face last week, I was like, that moment, I was like, they're making them a tag team. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, yeah. and Keith, Lee, Keith Lee could be a superstar on his own. Keith Lee's just fucking tremendous. Yes. See the double-handed chop? As well, or well, or did you see when Dijakovic saved Roddy's life? 
I that's right. It he is... saved his Roddy would have died. <laughs> he saved his life on the Tower of Doom. That's why I hate in Tower of Doom spots. Can I give a PSA, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show? My name is Rance Morris, aka Ray Cash. Please end Tower of Doom spots if you're listening. Please end Tower of Doom spots. Thank you. That has been my PSA. Buddy, have you got one yet? Yep, I've got one. I'm gonna go. I really enjoyed Kushida Walter. That was also good. Walter, that was a very, it was a very good match. You know, Kushida just played brilliantly the underdog, and Walter was just an excellent brute giant. Honourable mentions yeah. to um, the Britain Brawlers versus a couple of jobbers. Purely because uh, there was a bit where Danny Birch literally summoned Oni Lorcan from the depths of Full Sail itself. Oni! <laughs> oh, that was amazing. <sighs> yes, that was that was tremendous. I, it was. I give you that. Yes. But the last Ricky, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's a very bold claim to make, but the last few weeks of NXT have been the best NXT TV. And I was a huge fan of the whole Undisputed Era versus um, Ricochet, Pete Dunne, Black and all that at 2018, but these last four weeks have been woof, my word. Yep. Are, are we missing any big AEW matches? I'm trying to run through, like, I did Jericho and Darby was cool, but it was like, it wasn't great. Like, am I missing anything that was great in the past four uh, weeks? I like Moxley and Park last week. Yeah, but it, it was it, but it went to that damn TV timeout. TV I don't I don't mind that. The one the Joey Janela and Kenny Omega. I didn't. AW I, Dark was quite good. I, I haven't seen the dark match yet. I, I haven't watched any. Was. As the power went again. <laughs> I think Murray's still thinking. No, it's no, just... No, I was just trying to think of that one. Yeah, I was going to say Private Party, Lucha Bros was a very good match. Yep. How did you feel about Lucha Bros and The Kid and uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry? <laughs> oh, that was... That match was also very good, I will admit. I was, I'm not the biggest Marco Stunt fan. I just... I, I, was of, like, I, I don't believe in him, believe him being a wrestler, but that match, I probably enjoyed it. Enjoyed you're it. right on, you're right on both the rest of the three of us. None of us believe in Marco Stunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I've got. All right, Clive, unless you get anything else to do, we can move on to the quiz. I've not got much to say apart from. Uh, we didn't get to talk about it tonight, but ICW have got their big show of the year this weekend, Doubleheader, uh, Fear and Loathing 12, going to be on your platforms of Pivot Share, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but ICW, big show, shout out to all the chaps and chapettes at ICW, very much looking forward to a, a, a card so stacked that it makes the world's biggest Jenga tower look like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Only ICW can make a scheme lumberjack match oh. make sense. <laughs> and what, one of the one of the scheme guys is called Steg, which I popped for big time. 
<laughs> but that's that's me, Ricky. That's me for um, other things to talk about. So we can go on to the quiz. Okay. Let me just get a quick timestamp for everyone. In fact, who wants a live rendition? Sure. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and Murray and Rance. Yeah. A fucking WWE quiz. So I have drawn up a quiz. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, um, we'll do the buzzers. So, Ricky, what's your buzzer? I spin the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Uh, Rans, that, that galling brash one you did for the quiz semi-final. Luke Harper's a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I should do that, right? No, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna shout out to my boys. Uh, who have just become one of the biggest tag teams on Raw, Street Profits. Uh, and I'm gonna say we want to smoke. Nice, uh, Murray. You've not given us a buzzer before, so what's your buzzer? <laughs> the biggest question you've been asked all night. <laughs> oh God, um, I can't think of uh, the only one I can think of is one I think that's already been used. That's fine. Used it's Kurt Angle. It's it's true, it's damn true. That is mine, but I'll let you away with it just this once. <laughs> uh, right, so I'm not sure how you guys have found it, but I've had quite a few connection issues tonight, so I might not be able to hear the buzzer straight away. So the results might be Montreal screwdropped, but I'm the quiz master here. So I've went for a Battle of the Scumbags quiz. Five questions about Ric Flair and five questions about Hulk Hogan. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, that's our show, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the... (laughs) You've been listening to the Terry and Rick show? Uh, Right, you all ready? Yeah. Number one, spell Ric Flair's real surname. Um. The, what's my whatever my thing is? We're gonna smoke. I couldn't remember what my damn buzzer was. <laughs> cool. Okay, can I go? Uh huh. F L E I H R. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh. Some anybody who asked me, you know what to change. <laughs> what was the question? Spell. Spell Ric Flair's real surname. Like, Oof. how is it actually spelled? Um, I spit in the face of people who want to be cool. Ricky. F L I E H R. Correct. I flipped the E and the I, so you're mm-hmm. welcome. See, um, for thank a- you for anyone who wants to have a pun as their next time they buzz in not tonight but for just guests and upcoming feel free to use your buzzer as follow the buzzer fuck's sake I'll fuck's sake you son (laughs) oh boy number two spell Hulk Hogan's real name follow the buzzer (laughs) yeah last name right last name yeah B-O-L-L-E-A. Correct. Number three, 
including this current one, how many times has Ric Flair been married? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Down two. Okay, money? I'm just going to go out with a guess and say four. Nope. Is that four? Nope. Okay, um, I will go with... We want to smoke. Rance? Five. Correct. God damn, Rick. Number four. Same question for Hulk Hogan. This doesn't happen all the way through this, by the way. How many wives, including his current one, does Hulk Hogan had? He's putting a face up people don't want to be cool. Ricky? Two. Correct answer. So it's two apiece for Ricky and Rance. Uh, number five. Which non-American city... So which non-American city did Ric Flair tell Natalia to kill herself in a promo? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, we want to smoke. Rance? Red money was Calgary. No, actually it wasn't. I like your thinking there. That would no. be hilarious. I really don't know. But that would be hilarious. <laughs> Still to this day, I can't believe you said that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's damn true. Money? I'm... I was just assuming if it's not... So you meant not US. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to assume... I'll just guess Manchester. Correct. Well done. I was going to say London. I am impressed. (laughs) Murray's on the board. Number six. How many times... What was the thing? How many times was the thing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. What was the question? I'm going to... Because I've I've just I'll find it very quickly. I'll move on to another question about Hulk Hogan. What did Brock Lesnar call Hulk Hogan at an old school reunion raw? Oh, I spent uh, a face up. People don't be cool. R- uh, Ricky. Grandpa. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do, rem- do you remember his face when he said that? <laughs> probably wanted to call him the N-word I'm about to say he probably looked like he just saw his daughter kiss a black dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Right, where is it oh my god Wikipedia right, I'll get back to that in a minute I'm nearly there number seven what did Edge reenact during his feud, feud with Ric Flair what did he uh, reenact we want to smoke we want to smoke Rance when Ric Flair got a he something on the road when he got arrested for like DWI or something like that. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So it's th- is it three each now? No. Yeah, three each, and Murray has one. Right. Okay. Right, where where is this freaking question? I need to find it now. Talk um, talk amongst yourselves while I find this because it's disappeared. So. Uh... <laughs> Is anything interesting tonight? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so tell me, Found it. what do you think? Of, okay, never mind. Good. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, 
Oh, God. How many times did Hulk Hogan win Reader's least favourite wrestler? Seven, eight, or nine? Least favourite? Spin the face of people who don't want to be cool. It was nine. It was, correct. And did you vote every single time, about a hundred times? I was just a fucking guess, you know that, because he's an absolute dickhead. <laughs> Number eight, uh, nine. Number nine. Which company tried to sue Ric Flair for not appearing at contractually obligated appearances? It's true, it's damn true. Murray? Was it not Ring of Honor? It was Ring of Honor. You've you've answered a couple of uh, hard questions there. Well done. I know I know you're behind and won't win now, so apologies and commiserations. But that sounded so condescending. I know it did. The <laughs> uh, right, number ten. I'll 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 want an answer from each of you. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how much of a scumbag, both retrospectively and currently, is Hulk Hogan? Right, uh, Murray, you go first. Like, like, are we talking like being rating like out of ten? Uh huh. I'd say ten. <laughs> hey, Rans. Let Rick, let Ricky go before me because I got a great answer. Ricky, he's always been a piece of shit. <laughs> always. So, what's your answer? Nine point nine. Always, but only nah, 10, 10, 10, 10. Uh, Rance. He's a 24 because he's got the 24 inch my dog's brother. <laughs> I'll accept that answer because uh, it's it's like the, the Meltzer star ratings, it's infinitesimal. So the highest possible. Does it change in the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a 25 in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, okay. Uh, so who won <laughs> well hell the 10th question wasn't a real question so technically Rick won well done Ricky congratulations right. see you next year's Ricky and Clive quiz time invitational can no. I be a part of it next year yes let's go next year <laughs> no have fun recording that one Ricky I'll be um, not involving myself in that <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Clyde won't be with social suplex by next year. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> you heard it first, y'all. Clive will be fired by twenty twenty. <laughs> as long as long as it's not live on air. Wow. That's wonderful. That's amazing. You don't need a joke tonight. You have killed them all night long. That's excellent. Yeah, I've been chopping the heads clean off. Straight off. Straight off. You know? Ricky, the next thing you know, somebody's going to wake up and say, I am dead. You never know. (laughs) Oh, that's a great question. I'll need to make sure (laughs) we add that in on Saturday. Ricky, you want to uh, call us out? Not me out personally, because you do that every week, but do you want to bring things to a close? Yes. Um, So here we go. We have been Ricky and Clive part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, whatever the fuck else you listen to us on. Um, you will hear podcasts such as Keeping It Strong Style with Jeremy and Josh, a.k.a. j Security. 
you'll hear One Nation Radio, you'll hear All Things Elite, you'll hear Get In The Ring and Grown Men Watch This Shit. <clears throat> also subscribe to powerslamd.tv with the promo code of Social Suplex, where you'll get over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from across the globe. We also have our own Rick and Clive wrestling t-shirt where you can get on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can also get the Social Suplex t-shirt there, One Nation Radio, and Keeping It Strong Style. As Clive mentioned earlier on, we will be on Lords of Pain tomorrow with Imp doing a live reaction of um, Crown Jewel. The Imp is unaware of at this moment in time. Although <laughs> once he listens to the podcast, he'll probably message us both and tell us we don't want us to come on. And... Yeah, that's all. I think I've hit everything. You Murray did. and Rance, you want to give out your details or say anything you want to say? Oh, I'll let Rance go first. Oh, am I, am I supposed to be talking? My bad. I'm trying to model the wonderful Ricky and Clive wrestling show shirt <laughs> on ProWrestlingTees.com slash social suplex. Go get one wherever your shirts are sold. And don't forget well, the hashtag journalism shirt as well, Rance. Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't want to flex on them, but if you just flex it, your boy got a shirt. Shout out to the chair shot, prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot. Go get that hashtag journalism. Uh, Wait, why, I, why? Why is Rance half naked? No, I had my head down looking at my phone. I was thinking half naked. Trying to model the shirt, <laughs> but you weren't paying attention to me. Love me, Ricky. You're supposed to love me. And what? What's more alarming is not only that he's just half naked, but it's his left hand side that's naked. That's just bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag America. <laughs> Hashtag Murray. <laughs> Hashtag Murica. America. You can find me at it's Ray Cash R E Y. As a Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars, and chair shot, outsider's edge, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at MyBone Double Zero. And while well, I don't have a podcast, I mainly just. Look, yes! Yet! <laughs> yeah, just subscribe to Social Suplex and you'll get columns that will, some of them will be mine. <laughs> that's not much else well, right so yeah we appreciate Murray and Rance coming on the show tonight hopefully you guys enjoyed it um, we'll be back next week um, oh, news just in sorry on you go oh, you I was go, going to say something you go first you go first before we go ladies and gentlemen you heard Sir Sam calling out and taking shots at Josh well the young boy he's replied he has uh oh so we'll leave you with it a glorious fire fire promo from the second best looking man on the social suplex network oh thank you thanks very much Joshua Smith aka the young boy Take care, folks. Take care and get ready because shit's about to go down. Sam. Sir Sam, they call you. Oh, man. I woke up this morning and I got a message from you. And um, I got to tell you, I was pretty surprised. I uh, wasn't expecting that kind of response. It's obvious that this is a very, very important conversation. 
contest for you. See, before you reached out to me, this was just a friendly little match. Nothing I was really thinking too much about, just a fun little wager between friends. Now you've made it into something more, something bigger. And um, the thing that really gets to me is, like, you've been thinking about this a lot. It's obvious you put a lot of time and effort and thought into this promo video that you did. I was impressed. I had to respond. And you talk about me uh, suckling at the teeth of New Japan. You talk about me um, getting, you know, this line mark, what it represents, the best wrestling in the world, and that, that that's all I am, essentially, and that you had to pollute your mind with all this mindless wrestling. But why is that, Sam? Why is that? You talk to me about all these different great Australians who defeated all these Americans. Let's talk about what we're really here for. It's the wrestling. And why is it you've had to pollute your mind all these years with Vince McMahon's sports entertainment? It goes all the way back to the 60s. A man named Jim Barnett, he came to your country. He brought you guys the gift of professional wrestling. And in the 70s, when you guys decided that, no, we don't want world championship wrestling. We're going to bump it for cricket. The whole scene died. Vince McMahon came in. That's not my fault. It's not your fault. But you want to talk to me about me having to just watch New Japan and you don't get it. I'm not sitting here, Sam. I'm not sitting here studying and preparing for years and years. I'm 31 years deep into this. And I haven't just watched New Japan Pro Wrestling. I haven't just watched Pro Wrestling, but I've got so many different styles. I know so much about all these different styles. See, I've been watching Pro. I've been watching Lucha. I've been watching American major national wrestling companies. I've been watching Hardcore, Deathmatch, Joshi, Independence. I've been watching all the way back to the to like the early 1900s. I've been watching Shoot Style Sam. I've been seeing it all. I've been seeing everything that's out there. So for me, I don't have to prepare. I don't have to get ready for this contest. You, you say you're sitting here studying. The young boy's not studying. I'm gonna walk into that contest, no preparation, and walk out of it as the winner. And see, I like you, Sam. This isn't because I'm angry. I was impressed, as I said. But, Sam, I'm worried about you. Because before, you were right. I'm the favorite. There's a reason I'm the favorite. And if you would have lost me before, no big deal. You you put up a good effort. And if you would have beat me, I would have I would have said, Sir Sam's pretty great. But now you've you put the entire integrity of Australian wrestling fandom and journalism on your back. Sam, that's lofty. That's that's a lot of pressure. See, I'm worried that when you lose, it's going to be hard for you to come back from this little video that you made. It's a lot of pressure to live up to. And so Sam, I'm not I'm not scared. I'm not worried about me. I know I'm going to do fine. But I'm worried about you, Sam. I'm worried about What's going to happen when all your friends and all your listeners tune in and they see me obliterate you? Because that's exactly what's going to happen, Sam. And so, my main thing is, I'm just worried about you. I hope you're okay.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.